Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They are one for one. Now Trocek, he's got the power play goal. To Ajo. Ajo. For D'Angelo, he walks the blue line. D'Angelo shot, he scores! Get fired up, Tony D'Angelo! All right, well, that obviously is a highlight from last year. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes' Tony D'Angelo, the Sewell, New Jersey native, scoring a goal. Uh, 215-592-9494. I'm going to ask the callers uh, who um, are, are checking in on our issue of how you watch games to stay with us because I don't want to lose that one. But, yeah, the Flyers, uh, it was a big week for the Flyers. You had the NHL draft where they had the fifth uh, pick of the draft and took a kid, Cutter Gauthier, who's a year or two away. I Rob, I have no strong opinion on whether he's going to be any good or not. I mean, he seemed like it wasn't a reach of a pick, right? Athletic and big. Um, I like that he's going to get a little seasoning at BC, which works. Um, he's versatile. He can play center. He can play wing. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I couldn't tell you, Glenn. I, I don't study it closely enough. Um, it, it seemed I, I watched some of the reaction from people. It didn't feel like a reach um, yeah. where they took him. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They need okay. They certainly need some offensive punch, that's for sure. The bigger news is the acquisition of Tony D'Angelo, and they gave up three picks. They gave up a fourth rounder this year, a third rounder next year, and a second rounder in 2024. They then signed him to a two-year, $10 million extension. Pretty, a lot of money. Yeah, he was restricted, so they basically traded for his rights or right. negotiating uh, rights. They He had a nice offensive season last year, 10 goals and 41 assists in 64 games with Carolina, had a good uh, plus minus had 10 postseason points in 14 games but as we have said has a lot of baggage some of it uh, on the ice some of it off the ice let's go through some of it um i mean I'll, I'll put it to you this way i went online to find highlights of him to play the thing that we just played and the first thing on google is something that says tony d'angelo top jerk moments <laughs> volume one and two. Oh, two volumes yes oh good and I don't want to, I don't want to get into all the details of some of it. Um, in brief, it's a very quick version. He was suspended in juniors for using racial slur against an old his own teammate uh, twice, once in juniors and once when he was with the Coyotes. He was suspended for abusing an official uh, twice. Former New York Rangers coach David Quinn benched him for on ice outbursts, and the team eventually waived him after he. Um, created started a post-game fight with 
goalie, the goalie. there. Right. Ins- ins- insulted the goalie during the air. Uh, is he has been um, guilty of episodes of racism and homophobia. Now, last year in Carolina, he got a fresh start. And by all accounts, he handled it well under Rod Brindamore. We love Rod Brindamore. Runs a very structured operation down there. You don't mess around. Uh, D'Angelo said that he attended counseling classes, whatever that is. Uh, He expressed regret for things that he had said and done in the past. He made a fresh start, and he did okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the lead on on the national story. I think I was looking this morning on the Hockey News website, okay? Um, His downsides, though, are that D'Angelo gives up, and this is not related to his Yeah, this is not off the ice stuff, right? Right, this is not off the ice stuff. His downsides, though, are that D'Angelo gives up a lot on the defensive end of the ice and brings a ton of baggage with him off the ice. Well, it's both. D'Angelo has already worn out his welcome in multiple organizations and is now set to join what is already his fifth different team at age 26. For a defenseman that uh, for a defenseman that produces the way he does, that should be an alarming red flag. Why doesn't anybody want to keep him? Right. Uh, okay, I'll I'll go to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put that on your plate and let you deal with that. So drafted by Tampa, then shipped to Arizona, then shipped to the Rangers, then shipped well, basically waived and then picked up by Carolina. Now with the Flyers, this is just since being drafted. This is he's twenty five, right? I mean, he's, he's this is not an an older player. Twenty six. This is not an older player. I mean, you, you're dating back to fourteen when he was drafted, and he's on his fifth organization. That's a lot of movement. And Glenn, I'll even ask you, I hear you in, in all, all accounts, there wasn't a lot of you know shenanigans with him last year. Mm-hmm. Why, are the, why is he not there? Why is he not, if he was so valuable to them, and you're, the production's good, 64 games, 51 points, yeah. I mean, that's good production. I'll give you another one. Go back to the 2019-20 season in, in the, with the Rangers, he puts up 53 points in 68 games, yet, the, yet next year they waive him because he's such a headache. There's a lot of movement here with this guy, it and yeah. he needs to be paired with a phenomenal, a phenomenally defensive defenseman and disciplined defenseman because, yes, he's going to give you a lot on the power play and he's going to score for you, but on the other end, he's a liability. So you gave a lot up for an, serious questions off the ice and a liability on the defensive end for a team that's, frankly, bad defensively. Yeah, well, all well said. Uh, and... Um... Last year, there was, you know, I'm, I'm reading as much as I can yesterday because uh, when you talk about, you know, do you watch games, do you watch highlights? My my watching of the Carolina Hurricanes at most is limited to watching highlights, and I don't watch a ton of those. But I read some stories about it, and it basically said that he, well, listen, he's a good offensive defenseman who can help them in that regard. He had good numbers last year and likely was helped a lot by having Marek Slavin as a defensive partner in Carolina who is regarded as one of the best defensive defensemen in the NHL. Who does he have here to play that role? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Provorov is at this point. Well, he's he's not that, and, and I wonder if this moves toward a trade of Provorov. Who's been a to me anyway huge disappointment from Same. what I thought he was going to be. I, I thought he was going to be a perennial all star. I, I thought he was going to be a guy in any Norris Trophy conversation, but he's not. And I don't know if that's him or just they haven't developed him well. I don't know, but yeah, I, th- there there doesn't appear to be that player on the roster right now to 
to pair with him. Um, yeah, it's look, I, I can I can buy second chances. I can buy you know some things you, you didn't quite understand about the world and life when you were a kid. If that's the case, okay, I hope that is the case. But I see someone who is well traveled, who actually has some talent. But for a team that really needs a defensive defenseman, not not saying they don't need help on the power play because their special teams stink, quite frankly. But it, it, I don't see someone here who works well with him, at least right now, as we sit here. Yeah. Um, Chuck, you, you saw what Chuck Fletcher said yesterday when asked about his defensive liabilities. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite quotes. We're not expecting Tony to come in and be an elite defender. We wanted to get him so we wouldn't have to defend as much in our own zone. Yeah, it it, it sounds like ghost. Yeah, who had a good season not here, but right? Yeah, it sounds who like who went away from here and, and actually got back to being ghost. Yeah. So I, you know, it's and there's been a lot. Yeah, they gave a lot up for him. I just for a team that's looking for stability, he doesn't feel like a stability kind of guy. He, you know what he feels like, Glenn? The kind of guy you bring into a team that's got an unbelievable culture. Like he goes to the Patriots if we yeah. cross sports no, I here, gotcha. I and gotcha. he gets his act together. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like that. This is a good time right now, and 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 with Tortorella, who I mentioned earlier, is is a combustible cat to begin with. You know, it, it, this has potential to go off the rails real quick. Well, and I think that's going to be the the interesting dynamic, and I think they had to have considered that and had to have discussed it with Tortorella because you know that John Tortorella isn't going to put up with any of those things that we discussed. Uh, off or particularly on the ice or in the locker room. You know, again, it's it's stuff that he has said. It's stuff that he has done on the ice, and it's also stuff he's he's brought to the locker room. Yeah. And you also know that playing in Philadelphia as a fan base and a media market isn't the same as playing and succeeding in, in Carolina. Uh, I'm not sure how this improves the locker room. It's certainly bad optics. It's not cheap. It's a two-year, ten million dollar contract extension. Um, I mean, is he gonna is he gonna play ahead of Ellis? Is he gonna play ahead of Provorov? What what? I, what I think he plays. He, play he may play in lieu of Ellis. I I just I don't know. I mean, the the quotes. The other thing, quotes from from Fletcher regarding Ryan Ellis weren't real encouraging. So yeah. I just don't. I I'm wondering if this is a precursor to you know not having Ellis around. I do Maybe. wonder about that. Maybe. Um, so, I, I mean, I'll just kind of sum up in, in my mind, um, paying that much in picks and in salary for a 26 year old player. And understand 26 is not old, no, but it's not in hockey. It's not, you're, you're a, you're a rebuilding team. You're not a retooling team. You're not a team looking for that one guy. 26 is not young either. Paying that much for a guy with f- flaws on the ice and a very sketchy past. I just. I don't know that that's the smart move for for this team for a team in rebuild. I don't know if he makes them more than marginally better. I mean, is he is he a nucleus guy? Is he a building block? Because if you're signing him like this, he's got to be. I'll just I mean, last thing I'll say and I'll kick it to you mm-hmm. is I appreciate that he had no issues last year in Carolina and under Rod Brindamore and maybe he's matured. He's got family here. He's coming home. Maybe that all plays very well for him, and he's got support. Maybe he's changed his character. But as I look at this thing today, I'm pretty skeptical. Yeah, it, it, look, if he's seen the error of his ways, and he's and it's it's simply a matter of growing up, and, and that's what it is. And, and like you just mentioned, being surrounded by his family will help him as a support system. 
all for all those reasons, you can get behind at least the, from the character standpoint. But I think there's also hockey flaws here. I mean, if, if again, if there's more moves to come and you're pairing him with someone who is who is a really good defensive defenseman, then it makes more sense. And also, if you realize if if they've come to the realization that, or they're just completely unsure about Ryan Ellis's return. Then I get it. Like, I, I do. I think it's the worst move in the world. No, but it feels like a lot for a guy with with a lot of other stuff happening. Yeah. Well, they certainly, if, if nothing else, put them. They put themselves in the news. Well, they did, and, and y- y- you know, <laughs> we weren't going to discuss Cutter Goche a whole lot today. No, they've done. Much. They've done two things, Glenn, that have made them uh, relevant. Whether whether that's good or bad, uh, Tortorella is one of them for sure. Uh, Tortorella is the kind of coach that that brings you attention. It's not Dave Hackstall. Where you're saying who? <laughs> okay, and 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 I had the personality of a cardboard. Oh box. God, R- Ryan Sandberg was a party compared to Dave <laughs> Hextall. I mean, but uh, but you, D'Angelo's a guy you're going to notice. Okay, right or wrong, good or bad, you're going to notice. So if the attempt is to sell some tickets and from a PR standpoint get people interested again, we're talking about them. When frankly, we probably wouldn't give them the flyers too much time just based off a of cutter Gauthier. Yes, and I may say to Tony D'Angelo, the only advice I have for you is stay off of social media. Amen. It does not appear to have served you well in the past. And it's usually not a win, period, for athletes in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, depending on yeah. you know what they how they want to address it. Yeah. Let's get uh, let's get Neil um, up here in East Norton. Neil, what's on your mind today? Well, Glenn, Rob, how are you doing today? All right. All right, Neil. Good, good. Well, I want to keep the conversation going with the Flyers. Um I, I don't know where I, where, how I feel about the D'Angelo trade. It, I look at it, it's only two years. I know $5 million is $5 million, but I just looked at their cap. They're only right now 100000 over the cap. Chuck Fletcher said something the other day, even before they got D'Angelo. He said, we need to get bigger, faster, and quicker. So that's just about every component of the hockey team. They definitely got tougher and bigger with D'Angelo. Pound for pound, he's one of the toughest guys in the league. Old school Broad Street Bully fans will love the fact that he's a great fighter. I want to put all that to the side. This tells me, gentlemen, that Ryan Ellis isn't going to play a minute this year. They're going to stash Ellis' $6 million salary and use it to go sign Johnny Goudreau this week and maybe even flip JVR to a team that has to get up to the cap like Seattle or Arizona. And then there's 13, 14 million to go sign Johnny Goudreau. Um, do you do you buy any of that about Goudreau coming to Philly? I think there may be something to it, Neil. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think that he would he would probably want to come here. Um, I, I I think you know, look the 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 appeal to be home. Uh, I think there's a draw there, but you're also talking to a team that hasn't won a lot of hockey games. So that's really the rub there for Johnny Gaudreau. But I think it's possible. And and like I said, they're trying to make noise this offseason, and that would be a real positive noisemaker for them if they could pull that off. Um, I, I agree. And, you know, the Fletcher comment saying that we want to get quicker, I mean, they're they're getting bigger um, just by getting some of these injured players back, Tourier, Kevin Hayes. Uh, Goudreau fills a humongous need that was vacated after they traded Giroux, uh, Claude Giroux. You know, he, he's he's a he's a Claude he's a high he's a more highly skilled Claude Giroux. Oh, yeah. oh he he's, and, and he's, he's ten an elite years younger player. than Claude. Phenomenal player. He's an elite player, and he would also give them positive attention, which is something yes. this franchise 
badly, badly needs. This this takes the the, the if, if it happened, it would take the notice off of D'Angelo, and and all the focus would go on. Yeah, it would be a big story. No, Robert uh, wants to check in. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing? All right. Uh, let me get you on here. I just wanted to jump in because I just got out of the gym, and it was so cool. I turned you guys on. You guys were talking about the Flyers, and before I left, I was on Philly.com blogging a little bit about it. And I just think this move is a Fletcher move, man. I think he's worried about his job. He's, you know, this team needs to rebuild. He's, he is trading every draft pick that we have away. I don't think we have a first one last year. We didn't have a second this year. Now he's getting away a second, third. I thought this team was rebuilding. You know, I mean, that's what they. Yeah, need let to me do. just say, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with your overall point. The only upside to it is, you gave away a fourth this year, a third next year, and a second the year after. So it's kind of like you're putting off to the future the higher pick. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to disagree with you, Robert. Um, and Mike Sealski wrote a good column about this this morning in the Choir. They need more than what they're doing. They need more than cosmetic change. They, they need a full rebuild. And the question is whether Fletcher is willing and able to do a full rebuild well what do you think if he has another bad season is he around i think he's gone I fletcher's mean, he gone be. fletcher's gone if they have a bad season and i look at the rangers now i look at the devil surprised they drafted number two because you look they got some star power on that team as do the rangers what star power does the flyers have we i mean i can't no, name a star no. there isn't seven, a star. Million, seven million he was he's averaged 12 goals a season we've had him for four years Ellis is never playing. That guy's done. He was damaged goods when we got him. These moves that he's made, I don't know why he's still here. And I think now he's, you know, mortgaging the future. That's my feeling this whole well, thing. I, and and you said it well, no doubt. Yeah, and Glenn, it feels like they should have blown it to bits. I'm not talking process Sixers, but it, it feels like it should have been more of a concerted effort to, to rebuild it. I, it feels like you're trying to remake this on the fly. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take... The Eagles out of this conversation because I think Howie Howie's GM for life. Mm. All right, give me the order in which these guys leave from soonest to latest of Fletcher, Dave Dombrowski, and uh, Daryl Morey. Fletcher will leave first. Okay. Dombrowski and then Morey. I, I don't think any of them are long termers. Uh, Dombrowski certainly uh, his age isn't going to be around forever, but I just get a sense that Maury's not going to be around forever. So oh, that's you have him as the second longest. So you, yeah. we're going to have a lot of news coming. There's going to be a lot of changes. I mean, Dombrowski's yeah. an older guy. Uh, I think Chuck Fletcher is hanging, but I think he, frankly they should have made a move on him after this past season. Uh, so I don't think he's. I think he's a short termer. And yeah, I, I, I would completely concur with you with Howie. He's not going anywhere. No. And, and look, he had a hell. He said two monster. No, off season. I'm not going to fire him. I, no, no, I have, I have no problem whatsoever in that regard. Two one five, five nine two ninety four ninety four. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack. Now coming up, we are going to tell you about a show that Rob and I both started watching this week that we highly recommend. Rob, one of the things over the years uh, when Ray and I do what we're watching that I find is like people will see me during the week and occasionally they'll say like, "Yeah, what do you think of that Phillies move?" And I'll give my answer. I get ten times the amount of people who come up to me and say, like, so what show should I be watching? So, <laughs> I like know. it. Look, I, I love that segment. I love uh, the we, I listen every week. We know where the bread is buttered. I hear 215-592-9494 with Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get them close like this, and bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice side league suit. Come in. Well, what you just heard was an historic moment in media, which was the invention of the term bada bing, <laughs> uh, which I came to learn later that, that James Caan, um, well, there were a lot of improvised moments in The Godfather, uh, and James Caan, kind of on the spur of the moment in that scene where he's explaining to Michael that he can't, shoot the cop, which mm-hmm. Michael does eventually, just kind of dropped that little musical phrase, bada bing, into his description of, I guess, up-close assassination, something that uh, he'd been involved with, uh, but something that Michael had not previously. And I read that James Kahn got the phrase from Carmine Persico when he was researching the role Carmine Persico really being a real mobster, uh, and later became what the uh, Sopranos named the strip club and something that people use all the time. Always. How about that for knowledge, Rob? Ellis? That is serious research right there, Glenn. There but that's, it's fitting, though. I mean, all right. 
This is what we're watching. Sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Windows. Big summer sales event. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call one eight seven seven go guide or visit them at gogua.com. So James Conn died um, today, Saturday, Thursday. Uh, let, me, let me get your take, and then I want to give you my favorite James Conn sports movies. Uh, I, I, a titan, really. I mean, you're talking to a guy throughout the... Well, he was he was mostly doing TV in the '60s, but 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 who was just an absolute monster, a beast in the '70s in terms of some of the movies and some of the roles, which started with one of the. You'll get into the, your sports movies, but also just one of the biggest tearjerkers in the in the history of you know tel- made for TV films. Brian's song, um, and follow that up the next year with The Godfather, which is think about that that year he, that he had right there. But yeah, I mean, just an absolute titan, uh, you know, and one of those guys who you felt like Glenn lived it. Away from the screen, too. You know, he was yeah, he was guess. classic Playboy Mansion. You yeah, know, he was he consuming was. everything he could consume. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying, um, yeah, yeah. he was one of those guys too. Um, I loved everything he was in. I, you know, he, he, even the Elf. He, I thought he was great in. He was good in Elf. Yeah, so, he was. I'm a huge fan. It's it's a sh- I hate seeing these guys go. I know. Um, so he, he Sonny was of course the huge role. You mentioned Brian's song where he played Brian Piccolo. Um, which I love. What people remember is it was a made-for-TV movie that if you didn't see it when it was on TV, people never saw it, but people watched it. And years ago, when Ray and I wrote our book, The Ultimate Book of Sports Movies, and we asked athletes and broadcasters and actors their all-time favorite sports movies, we were amazed at how many of them named Brian Song and how many of them, and I'll give you two I remember, Larry Zonka and Brian Baldinger, two mm. tough guys, right? Mm-hmm said that that movie made them cry. That hit a real chord, right? Because I, I can I can see it with NFL players, too. But the friendship that those two had, and, and you know, rooming together in the 60s, mid-60s, when this stuff wasn't done, an yeah, African-American player, guy. yeah, right. that was a big deal. But the camaraderie that those two had, um, and let's face it, Glenn, those, those scenes when, when, when Piccolo's dying, oh, my oh, God, oh, man. Oh, you know, and, and, and when Sarah's giving... I love give, Brian Piccolo. Yeah, and I want you to love him tonight, too. Like, <laughs> when he's... When Billy D. Williams is delivering that speech, if yeah. you're not in tears, you have... You, oh, gotta, yeah. you got problems, man. you got to check your emotions. Stuff. He was also in the program where he plays Coach Sam Winters at Eastern State University, uh, which I thought he did a terrific job yeah. at. That was that was that was a really good movie. Omar Epps was very good in that movie as um Darnell He was a running Jefferson. back. I know I'm trying yeah. I think his name was Darnell Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was really good in a movie that very few people have seen, and I recommend if you can find this and 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 play it, it's great, called The Gambler, where he played a college professor, Axel Fried, who's um he's got a sports betting addiction and it's just getting worse and worse during the movie he ends up stealing money from his mom he ends up trying to convince one of the students in his class who plays for the basketball team to shave points and just gets more and more desperate it's, it's a terrific movie and he's great in it called the gambler mm-hmm. and then one of my own favorites that i i still watch this one every five years or so you ever see the original rollerball i've never seen that oh I, I, rob I, yeah. ellis come on <laughs> i uh, get in the game very yeah very 70s uh that oh, one totally 70s for sure but no i've heard he's great is that the one that raquel welsh is also in no 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 she's not in it oh okay um no, no, that that's uh, that's about uh, rollerball. Th- I mean, that's about um, roller derby. Okay, this is based on a fictional futuristic sport. The funny thing is, the movie is set in like 
the future 2019, <laughs> right? And you yeah. see it and like, well, these things don't happen. Yeah. Um, although everybody's always staring into a screen, which kind of that did happen. But everything, actually, maybe it did all happen because it's about corporate feudalism and sports becoming more and more vicious and people becoming addicted to it. And, and he is the, his name is Jonathan E. He's the captain and star of the Houston rollerball team. Um, and he, well, I, I don't want to tell you what they, he's supposed to do something that he refuses to do. And then he spends the whole rest of the movie trying to save his life. And there's okay. great, great comment about uh, homegrown fascism and bloodlust and all that, but it's an end left. Uh, so right. <laughs> sounds like it the remake was terrible the original was great okay so he passed away and then last night i'm getting ice cream on my summer vacation and i learned that tony sirico paulie walnuts passed Nick. away i mean how much more can we take here yeah. i mean okay. really right, I, here I, you go okay i'm gonna ask you ultimate paulie walnuts episode oh it's pine barrens it, 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 that's a goat episode period but it's the pine barrens yeah the ultimate the Me ultimate christopher yeah sucking packets catch of a packet in the freezer. because they wouldn't go to roy rogers earlier and when christopher begged him because he was starving and paul wouldn't let him yeah and and the greatest is gandal uh tony soprano's phone is breaking up the flip phones back yeah. then yeah and he's trying to explain to him like this guy's the real deal that you're hunting down like understand what you're dealing with and all paulie can make of it is he he killed 16 Czechoslovakians, and he's an well, interior hold on, hold designer. On. You, yeah. you, you call for it. All right. Kyle Quinn's got it. He was with the interior ministry. Guys, I've got a Russian green beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There he is, Paulie. Oh? Oh, you there? God. Call me back. You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. <laughs> His house looked like <laughs> <laughs> Christopher's line is killer. <laughs> it's great. Oh, so good. So I read a thing last night that Tony Sirico, the actor, yeah. was in prison. It's true. And, and he, they had a visiting troupe of actors who were ex-cons come in to do a show for the guys. And he, he like, as he's watching, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. And he did it. He yeah, made he, it. he left the mob. He completely changed his life around. And he, he really, he was obviously an older guy. And he, he has a couple little cameos in Goodfellas and some other stuff, yeah. if, if you go yeah. back and really pay attention closely. But, yeah, I mean, he was, I think that, that scene, Glenn, and that, that episode, and the other one where he's explaining uh, the, the bacteria that's on uh, your shoelaces. Oh, well, you, you go to the urinal and you yeah. tie your shoe. Yeah. He, he's, he's literally cooking dinner for them at, at uh, Satriali's, and it's hilarious. It, yeah. it, the whole scene is hilarious. He was yeah. awesome. Okay, um, so let's get to the show we're watching. We appreciate people on hold. We're, we're going to get you guys coming right up. Um, I started watching a show the other day called The Bear. Um, one thing television does really well these days is food. There are terrific cooking shows. There, I mean, there's a whole network about it. There are restaurant reality shows. I've told people watch that Stanley Tucci in Italy show, and, and they make food look so delicious. It makes your eyes water just to see it. So now there's a new drama on TV about food, about restaurants, and it's called The Bear. Big summer hit on FX Hulu. And it centers on a talented young chef uh, named Carmen. The actor's Jeremy Allen White, who played Lip in Shameless, which was a terrific show. 
going home to run his dead brother's sandwich shop in working-class Chicago after being a celebrity chef in California. Um, I'd l- I'd let me just set it up, Rob, and I'll get your take, because I appreciate that, that after I mentioned this, you started watching it last night. So he, the character, is leaving behind stardom, you know, the three-star Michelin restaurant to go to work for the equivalent of a hoagie shop, a cheesesteak joint in Chicago. Um, and there, they have, it's, it's roast beef places. Uh, I've been to Chicago, and they are good. And so you don't get to see as much food porn as you get to see how the sausage is made. Uh, with a large cast drama about characters that you'll you'll end up caring about. It's also a show where watching it, you sometimes find it difficult to breathe. I've never worked in a restaurant, Rob. I don't know if you have, but everything seems frenetic and fast-paced and on the verge of chaos. And the show puts you there in the kitchen. Um, and I'm breaking out into sweats while I'm watching mm-hmm. it, but I'm really liking it. Uh, you use the word that I have written down, frenetic, and the action in it is – you really get an idea the the pressure that they're under, how quickly they have to move, what has to be going on there. You really get a sense for all of that, and they fla- – I don't want to give too much away, but there's flashbacks as well that give you an idea of the kind of immense pressure that th- this guy was under. Oh, uh, man. Incredible. I think you want to be a chef. I don't know if that's a Yeah, you're going to have some second thoughts if that's the case, but um, – the action is awesome. Uh, it, they, what they do too really well, they give you a, a little sort of tease of the backstory and kind of where we're headed with certain little morsels that they'll drop for you that you, you're like, oh, I got to find out what this is all about. And they do a great job of that. I'll tell you one other thing I love about it. The soundtrack is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal soundtrack. It's really yes. well done. Yes. And yes. you don't get yes. that much anymore because I they don't agree. want to f- pay rights fees. And the songs run from the 70s up through now. And yeah. whoever picks the music does a great job. That, that's a very good point. It's well done. Um, yeah. And, and basically, the bottom line of the plot is, as I said, he comes home, uh, and, and you'll recognize him as Lip if you watch that. Um, and he's grieving, and he's clashing with his sister and with the staff at the restaurant, and there's like the abrasive best friend know-it-all uh but he's trying to turn a greasy spoon into something more as everybody's kind of going against his ideas it captures life on the line in a, in a restaurant kitchen but it also has a lot of good subplots and good characters and heightened emotions and i'm three episodes in and not sure my plans for the rest of the day oh by the way they're only half an hour which is kind of cool yeah you can rip through them right yeah, and I think there are ten episodes in the end, or eight episodes. Maybe there's eight. I think episodes. it's eight. Yeah, I think it's eight. So you watch the whole thing in four hours. Mm-hmm. I may, uh, I may have my post dinner plans tonight. Let me give you one, one other thing that caught my. And at the time, I, I couldn't quite picture who it was. There's a there's a counselor. I don't want to give too much away um, in it. You know who it is, Glenn? It's Molly Ringwald. Well, yes. With dark I didn't hair. Know that. You know what? I didn't. I'm looking at the credits. Well, I I, I saw that's episode three, and I'm looking at the credits like Molly Ringwald. You know how str- And my it, wife said, yeah, that was the counselor. It's like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, I swear to you, I'm not kidding. So I'm looking at this, this woman, and I thought at first it might have been Ali Sheedy, who was also in Breakfast <laughs> Club. But it turns out it's Molly Ringwald with black hair. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, you and I both recommend The Bear on FX Hulu. Watch it. It's eight half-hour episodes, and uh, I plan to finish that tonight. Good stuff. All right, let's get to uh, David. You're on with uh, Robin Glenn. Hey, David. David. All right, we have people calling us today who are either impatient or Kind of like your, your your theory on the disappearing into <laughs> watch, the ether. Not watching games in, in their entire Yes, that's right. They're waiting for the highlights. Exactly. Stick around. 
All right, Bob in Prospect Park. Hey, Bob. Hey, good morning, man. Hey, buddy. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, uh, the movie you're talking about with Raquel Welsh in it is the roller derby. That was Kansas City Bomber with Kevin McCarthy in it. Yes. And by the way, a very fun movie. Yeah, and Raquel was one of my all-time favorites. She's still a good-looking woman, darn it. Oh, that's fine. We're fine. We're, I, I haven't seen her since that Seinfeld episode, and that's got to be 20 years ago. Oh, she's got a beautiful daughter, too, named Taryn. That was in, the, I think, the, what was that movie with the, uh, in St. Petersburg with Gutenberg in it? Okay. Oh, with the pods and the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Human crud. Okay. Oh, she's beautiful. Taryn, Taryn Welch. Um, well, uh, Rob hey, is hey, Googling as we speak. <laughs> Yeah, I think Johnny Gaudreau would really be a good fix for the Flyers. We need a we need a face for this franchise, and 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 D'Angelo. Hopefully, things don't get messy in the locker room. I think Tortorella would keep him in place, but uh, they need they need a little more life in the locker room. They they show no emotion on the ice. I think D'Angelo might be the guy to bring it. The the biggest sin the Flyers had last year, and there were many. Is that they were they were just too boring to watch. We're talking about watching games versus watching highlights. The Flyers were impossible to watch a game, and and when you saw that, Rob, was when you actually watched the postseason. And we know that hockey, the 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 Stanley Cup playoffs are you know ten times more exciting than regular season, right? But it was an entirely different sport. Yeah, it was. It, it, they are so far away. I mean, they are so far away. This wasn't a couple injuries. This wasn't the fact that they lost Coots. It had a lot more to do with it than that. I mean, there. this has been systematic issues. This has been, you know, systematic whiffs in the draft for years. Poor choices on, on you know, free agent signings and trades. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight to, to get to where they are. By the way, I'm not sure you're aware of this. I am boycotting all hockey nicknames until the Flyers can't go coots the anymore. Round of the players playoffs. Fair enough. No yeah. coots. None of. Th- Nobody's earned a nickname at this. Heartsy. None of it. <laughs> I refuse. Torts. Right. You can't even go torts. No, I'm not doing torts. Okay. If, if he gets to the second round of the playoffs, we can go. Then torts. he's tort. He's just John. Well, Tortorella or <laughs> right. John. Yes. Coach T. Whatever. Coach T. Uh, okay, David was apparently under a bridge a moment ago. You have emerged, David. Yes, with a combination of going under a bridge in my facial socket, seeing uh, gas price in Pennsylvania at four fifty-five. I'm like, wow, it's cheaper than the paving. You know what's amazing? So, so I'm so glad you brought that up because I was paying five bucks, whatever, two three weeks ago, and now I saw essentially the same, like four dollars and fifty-two cents. And for a second, I'm thinking, what a bargain! Great deal. And then you and then you realize, like, they've just conditioned you to give up. It is. We see four, and we're like, we, we're drooling at the mouth. Right. It's crazy well, here's still. A, here's, I was there. I have to, actually had to leave to go to Virginia on Sunday. I was there two weeks ago. I filled up a box truck, and I'm just watching the number go up to $164. And by the time I got to Wilmington, Delaware, <sighs> I had to put in another $100 to top it off. Oh. Now, All right, so you, wanted, you wanted to talk about watching, watching games versus watching highlights. Yeah, you know what the change is? It's um one one gentleman said it's the time. It's not the time because people can binge watch a lot of the streaming stuff. It's um it's partly the product, the the um it's the product, the personalities. I think something something with the Twitter and the Facebook that brings them in your face takes away that mystery, mm-hmm. and the personalities just aren't as strong. To back it up, you put you put Muhammad Ali on Twitter, and Twitter Twitter breaks. 
but there's well, sure. no personality of that level that's worthy of it. So you don't, you know, you watch them. I could take 30 minutes, 15 minutes. That is what it is. And I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm almost all football. I watch, I'm checking on the Sixers. I haven't watched a whole basketball game. All right, so but you you make it you brought it up in an interesting way, and I think that you how old are you, David? Forty two. All right, so you're right in you're right in the middle, yeah. which is good. And I, I gotta let you go. Say hi to your sister. For Thanks, me. David. I hope, I hope you're well. Um, it's the personalities more than the game that interests people the younger they get. I believe. Yeah, it's drama. One of the reasons why there's a popularity Ooh, with the NBA. old Andy Bloomline. Well, it's true. I mean, one, wow, there's a blast from the past. All the drama. Um, one of the reasons the NBA is as popular as it is is because it's a soap opera. It's Kyrie Irving. Um, it's Kevin Durant. It's this guy wants out. This guy isn't playing. Why isn't he playing? This guy's sitting on the it's, – it's not about, oh, did you see the pick that was just set there for you know, the screen? Right, the, what a pick and roll. Be- Beautiful yeah, yeah, those days are gone. It, it's yeah. become Hollywood. It's become entertainment a lot more. The process. It's it's not about so much what's even happening on the court. It's everything surrounding yeah. it. That's a good point. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Hey, the summer heat means it's that time of year to crank up the AC. Keep your home cooling more efficiently and to help you save on high energy bills, I suggest you go Guida and finally replace your old drafty, inefficient windows and doors. With the great people at Guida Door and Window. Right now, Guida is offering the best discounts of the year with their big 40% off summer sales event. On all expertly installed windows and doors, you receive 40% off each window you buy. That's right, 40% off all, all high-performance, energy-efficient, triple-pane windows, and you receive 40% off any door, including insulated entry doors, patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. Plus, get your project started today with no money down, pay it off interest-free for up to 18 full months. All prior sales excluded, minimum purchase required. Don't let this pass you by. Go guide it today. Call to schedule a free in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. Looked like his right hand. It was his left hand in Atlanta, correct? Or no, no New York. New York, New York. was his right. Yep. was his left hand. This is not good. Well, he's walking off already, so he knows... This is not good. Yeah. Well, that was back on uh, May 31st when uh, Gene Segura broke his right index finger. He had surgery on June 3rd, um, had pins inserted. Philly said he expected him to miss 10 to 12 weeks, which takes you to the middle of August. He said the other day that he had the pins taken out and thinks that he will be able to join the Phillies much earlier than expected, which would be good news. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mark Pollard is our guest. Uh, from Cooper Bone and Joint, always like to talk to our experts from Cooper Bone and Joint. So, Doc, I know that you know you're not uh, you haven't been following uh, the details of Gene Segura's injury, but he had the pins, had them taken out. Um, I know the pins are put in to stabilize it. Is it feasible that uh, once you get the pins taken out, you can rush the recovery process? Um, yeah, it's possible. You know, uh, everybody heals at a little bit of a different rate. And so, you know, the the pins are put in to hold the pieces of bone in place so that they'll heal together in the, you know, acceptable position. And then once the, you know, x-rays show that there's been healing enough to stabilize it, oftentimes, you know, the pins can be removed. 
Usually you need to wait a little bit more time, you know, several more weeks after the pins are removed before uh, um, going to full activity is, you know, the healing is not quite complete usually at that time, but it's pretty close. So I guess uh, the short answer to your question is yes, it is possible that the timeline might be a little bit faster. Doc, let me, let me ask you, how much do the pins expedite the healing? That's what We heard when, when Harper got hurt that, hey, if it was you or me, you just cast it and, you know, whatever, but this could get him back a little bit quicker. How much can that speed things up? Uh, difficult to quantify, but certainly, you know, several, several weeks at, at least. You know, the pins are there to, to stabilize the bones. The more the bones are stabilized, the more the healing can take place. If the pins aren't in place, there can still be, you know, a little bit of motion or so-called micro-motion at the fracture site, which kind of uh, makes the healing backtrack a little bit and can make the process take a little bit longer. We hope to get these players back as soon as possible. Obviously, Bryce Harper being a huge part of uh, the Phillies' hopes to win the season and getting Gene Segura back would be helpful. Dr. Mark Pollard of Cooper Bonenjoin, is always our pleasure to check in with you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There you go. Um, we'd like to get them back. We'd like to get Ranger Suarez back, who's out with back spasms. Do you ever get back spasms, Rob Ellis? Uh, no, I've had a pinched nerve, which runs from my lower back through my rear end and down my legs, which is not fun. <laughs> that's, that's a good time. Do you, you enjoy that visual I, I just gave you? <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, okay. But, uh, no, but be- Glenn, all the more re- remarkable what they're doing here. No Harper, no Segura. Yeah. Down two, start, two of their starting rotation, two fifths of their starting rotation. It's it's pretty wild. It's it's very impressive. They got uh, th- what, three more with the cards, right? It's a four games. Yeah, it's a wraparound. You have the Monday game as well. Yep. Right. And uh, the cards are the one of those teams that they're really going to have to be fighting for the wild card. Phillies have been beating good teams. The, you know, I know they, they played Washington and, and beat them and. Uh, played the Marlins, although they always have problems with the Marlins. But what's impressive with the Phillies is you can't say they're not beating good teams because they've done well against Milwaukee. They've done well against the Cardinals. They've done well against the Padres and a lot of those games on the road. No doubt. And I have good news for you. Yeah, we got. Guess what? Guess who's not in the lineup today? O'Double. You are correct, right? sir. Well, Matt Veerling. The, the is Veerling and man. the Moniak. We get the Veerling. You get a Veerling, yes. Get Which Veerling. is the best option by far. Batting ninth in center field? Eighth. Uh, hey, Stubby. Stubby's hitting. Uh, hitting um, I'm a big Stubby fan. Love, love Stubby. <laughs> hey, what's not to love? Everybody does. Hey, you know what? This is a highlight. One of our favorites uh, is checking in. Always love when we get to hear from Linda from Ballard. What's up, girl? Uh, everything wonderful, Mr. Ellis. How are Hi, you, Linda. sweetheart? How are we? How you doing? Uh, we are just beautiful. My fillies. You know, Uncle Lenny. It's yes, always dear. lovely to hear your dulcet tones, honey. I've been called dulcet many times, or at least part of that word. Uh, it's just always, dear, my true love. Uh, I am so happy with my boys because I'll tell you the truth. When Harper went out, I was sick to my stomach. Because mm-hmm. the way he was hitting, I, I thought, you know, they cannot be unaffected by this. The man goes up there and hits a – he looks for a home run, he gets it. I mean, really, don't even have to swing the bat. And when he went down his little hand, I thought about that. And I thought, all these hands and fingers getting broke. Yeah. And then uh, just between us, I don't think Ranger Suarez is the starter. I'm sorry. 
I don't I, care. I heard somebody else mention that the other day, and it got me thinking about it, which he's a very he was a very effective bullpen piece, but effective as a starter. But the problem with that, Lynn, is if he returns to the bullpen, who's taking his place in the rotation? I know that, but now we're starting to see where, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. They got to make a couple trades. They got to get. Um, remember when they got the uh, Gucci? Or when Utley got hurt. Was, yeah, they Utley uh, got hurt and they brought him in. Yeah. Uh, they need to make a move like this. Some for a pitcher or. How about going to the A's and plucking one of them? You understand? There's yeah, I guess the question is: so you're going to give up? You're going to give up prospects, right? You're already a hop or painter. Those are the, the prospects, right? Am I missing anybody, Rob? Yeah, there, I mean, there's a couple of arms in, yeah. in the lower levels, but a hoppy would certainly be in, in the discussion as far as close prospects. I don't, I don't think they're going to give any of those up. But I, I agree with Linda. You need a starter badly. That, that's the move I would make. Yeah. Lynn, we got to run. You know we love you. I love you, too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Be well. Thanks, Lynn. Take care. Um, yeah, to me, Glenn, the, the debate is always, do you, you know, is it a reliever? Is it a starter? Is it a position player? For me, if I'm prioritizing, they could use all three, by the way. But if I'm prioritizing, it's a starter. Because yeah. I don't, frankly, I don't trust Eflin to stay healthy. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening right now with Suarez, and I prefer to keep him in the rotation, by the yeah, way. And Gibson's really been. And uh, Gibson's been a disaster. Who's going to go today? Yeah, so what's the center field situation for the rest of the year? I I would play Veerling every day in center, personally. Get by? Uh, I think you could get by when Segura and Harper get back. It's not ideal. Look, look, right now you're doing it without any offensive contribution from a lot of different positions, and I don't know how much longer you can keep that going. I mean, this is... We keep saying Castellanos has to get going, and you want some more consistency out of Real Muto. I, you know, man, no better time than the present. Yeah. I, I hear that. 215-592-9494. Neil Warren, everybody, stick around. We will get you. But coming up, we're going to talk to Bo Wolf. does a great job covering the Eagles for the Athletic. Uh, they did a kind of a, a look through all their 32 correspondents and asked them, what's the biggest concern with the franchise you cover? I'm just going to tell you that for Bo Wolf, the answer was not Jalen Hurts. So we'll find out what it was coming up. With Rob Ellis, I'm Glenn Mack now, Saturday morning as it turns to noon on 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.